If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Healthcare for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Hello, and welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Tara Bradner, and today we are going to be discussing five tips when starting IVF And really, you could utilize this if you're going through IUI. These are five tips that I personally and professionally encourage. I did not discover them or start them until I was already going through IVF. Looking back, once again, my slogan is, you deserve to walk through infertility different and better than I did. So I want to share these things with you that you can implement, really, no matter what stage of treatment you're in. But... More benefit and power to you if you are listening to this early on in your IVF journey or looking to change and shift some things with your care. Before we get started, I would love to offer you a free discovery call with me. Let's jump on a call. Let's assess where you've been and what you've been through and see what we can do to better navigate your fertility care moving forward. Let's get started five cares when going through IVF. So number one is acupuncture. So let's break this down. Why is there so much talk and discussion on acupuncture with fertility? Well, the thought is, is that acupuncture will promote circulation and help regulate hormones. It appears to have an anti-inflammatory effect as well. And it can be effective for things like pain relief, so I utilize it to this day for my endometriosis, but it helps with, but it also helps basically increase that blood flow to the uterus. My personal experience and first time starting acupuncture was when I had switched to my second clinic and they did an ultrasound to look at the blood flow to my uterus and it was actually decreased. I don't remember the exact numbers. However, Things that can cause this, caffeine was my main one. That was my thing. We'll just go with caffeine for this example. And they recommended electroacupuncture. Now, this is done only by specially trained and certified, I'm assuming, acupuncturists. But electroacupuncture, to be specific, is what I did two to three sessions, went back to my clinic for a follow-up, and it had already showed improved uh, blood flow to my uterus enough to the point where they had had it at optimal levels to move forward with our transfer. So even after two to three sessions, there was a physical, measurable improvement to the blood flow to my uterus. So I found that uh, from my perspective as a nurse practitioner, really interesting. There is a lot of research out there on acupuncture, specifically electroacupuncture as well. 
in regards to promoting blood flow. Number two, surround yourself with support. So let's back up, start from the beginning. This also could include removing yourself temporarily from people, places, or situations that cause more angst or cause more stress. There's comments flying, there's opinions flying, there's triggers involved. Let's remove ourselves from those areas that do not provide support. It's okay. You can say no to insert an event, a situation, a location, not hanging out temporarily with people or groups of people once again where your triggers may be. So while you're moving through this stage of your life, this infertility journey, I just want you to know it's okay to remove yourself and not feel guilty. There's so much guilt already that goes along with this that I just want to encourage you to do those things, remove yourself, and move forward with ease and know it's okay. So now we want to insert and surround yourself with support. And this may actually be people who you never imagined. So example, it might be that person who you know from a distance, you're not, they're not your best friend, you don't work with them, you're not, you're not hanging out every weekend with them, but you know through your friend group that they went through infertility. Reach out to them. Maybe it's a message, a direct message, a Facebook message, a text message. Reach out because I can speak almost close to 100%. We'll just call it 99 to be safe. If somebody has went through infertility, it does not matter how well they know you or don't know you. They will be a wonderful source of support. They will reach their hand out, pull you in, and be that sounding block for you to go to, to vent, to ask questions. It's a safe zone. So find that person. Perhaps it's a support group. Is there a local support group for infertility in your area? Resolve has virtual ones. Um, Fertility Rally is a really good group if you're in or interested in a group setting. Is it a fertility coach? We provide that source of support for you as well, in addition to so many other things we do. But nonetheless, we are a great source of support for you. Um, I have to add here because most recently, my several of my patients are finding a new stage in their marriage when going through infertility. And there's going to be, I say this all the time, a whole podcast, there's a podcast already, episode 12 with Natalie. She's a licensed counselor. It's called How to Strengthen Your Marriage During Infertility. Check that out. Because sometimes we want our spouse to be our source of support and they're just not there. So once again, knowing this is normal and to just really, you get to pick, you build who your support group is during this, what that looks like. Is it a group? Is it a person? Is it a coach? Is it all three of them? You can have all three of them. Build your team, but surround yourself with people who in the past have positively built you up. They've been there for other things in your life in a positive way. And know that this will fluctuate as you move through infertility. Number three, ask questions. So particularly you can go back to also episode two and three. And I talk about this in depth about making sure you fully understand every aspect to the best of your ability because that is a, that's a care that is caring for you as you move through IVF because if there's any question you're going to be jumping and going on those discussion boards and putting those questions out there and you're not going to feel fully settled you're not that as i call it the monkey brain is going to be activated but if you have questions answered 
you'll feel more settled. You'll be able to move forward with treatment and not second guess. Now, there might be some of that, but it's not going to be at that high level, um, losing sleep, Googling at night, in the discussion group, searching, searching, searching feeling that we've all had. So this is one thing I like to just put out there right away is get your questions answered by your healthcare provider, your reproductive doctor, and this is really anything healthcare, but specifically within fertility treatment and IVF. There is, you know, get your medical side effect questions answered by your nurse. If you're not sure how to inject or move forward with your medication, make sure that there's a video or they ha- your clinic has a resource so you can watch that and use that resource. Um, really understanding why that protocol was chosen for you. And you could ask, why was this protocol chosen for me? Just really empowering you. I want to empower you with this number three that you have the right to advocate for your healthcare, to ask the questions. There is no such thing as a silly question, okay? Nothing, there's not a single silly question that exists, not a single one. So know your clinic source of communication. Do they respond to phone calls faster? Do they respond to emails faster? Um, Just really ensuring that you know the communication for your clinic. Number four, fill your cup first. What does that mean? So. When going through infertility, we often forget who we were before. We do not do things we once enjoyed. We stop going places. We stop that hobby. We stop playing that sport. We stop participating in an event or a sport or a hobby. And we we kind of lose who we are to some extent, but we put things on hold. I want you to pick one thing or two. Perhaps it's even a book you've been wanting to read, a series on Netflix or Hulu that you've been wanting to watch and take the time to do that. Book a massage, book a day at the spa, do something to pamper and spoil spoil yourself. Take a day off of work randomly and just take care of you. Do a staycation, take a vacation with just the two of you, someplace you've been willing to go, something you've having to do when you've been put on pause. One thing I did, I had to travel out of state for my treatment the second time around. I extended my trip and went a mini getaway. My transfer was canceled at one point in my treatment. I kept that airline ticket. My husband stayed back, but I went on a ski trip with my cousin. And so it's doing, it's turning those icky hard times, like a canceled transfer into something that I enjoy. I love snow skiing. I'm like, I'm still going skiing. So it's figuring out what it is that you once enjoyed doing that we no longer do because we put those things on hold. We have to sometimes for treatment, right? Like I couldn't go snow skiing in the middle of stims. Like that's just not even safe. So it was finding those things that I could do during a very hard time. What is it you once did? Pick up a new hobby. This is a great time to maybe try something new, but it's really filling your cup first. Do what you enjoy. Saying no to things once again can fit here, but ensuring that you are happy with you and you are taking care of you. Number five, meditations and affirmations. Yes, this can be a little woo-woo, as my husband would say, but trust me on this. It's something little, but something so big. So my favorite meditations that I use during treatment came from Circle and Bloom. I will link them in my show notes. And my new favorite is the Fertility Toolbox. They have meditations and yoga and all sorts of things in their toolbox. And another one that I'm currently using just for I'm at my stage is YouTube. It's free. I will search 
meditation for sleep, meditation for anxiety, stress, like whatever it is that I'm looking for, free on YouTube, put my earbud in at night, and I roll over and go to sleep with it. I'm not sitting there meditating or doing anything. That is how I utilize meditations, to turn my brain off at night. When my brain goes monkey brain during the day, put that meditation on. Find an app. There's apps out there for this as well. Affirmations. Yes, these might also be woo-woo, but I have actually created for you guys a free download of my favorite fertility affirmations. You can find them on my freebie section. I'll link them in today's show notes. Print it off. Put it in your bathroom or your room or someplace where you're getting ready or spend most of your time. Here's how I do it. Every time I curl a piece of my hair, I say my affirmation three or more times. There's my secret. So find something like that because it's turning my brain away from other thoughts that are going on and it's flipping it into something positive that I should be focusing and thinking on. I hope you guys truly find these five things helpful, whether you're going through IVF, which is where I specifically declared them for because that is when I brought them in. However, I would have used them in my IUI round. So if you're going through IUI and you're not quite at IVF yet, please utilize these as well. Truly, all of it applies to infertility treatment no matter where you're at. They're helpful care tips for you to take care of you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hopeful Hints. I've included freebies in today's show notes along with other links from today's episode. I will see you next week. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our author shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Healthcare for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.